0: You're listening to Wholehearted, a Soul Sister Conversation. You're here with healer and intuitive Donna Lee Wynan, life coach Prue Sulecich and women's empowerment artist Tanya Marie Reeves. Together we are navigating life on purpose. We're pushing boundaries, being imperfect and unstoppable. Join in the conversation by being a part of the Facebook group and connect with your own Soul Sisters. We are here to inspire and encourage you to live fully into your own life be the compassionate observer of your thoughts and feelings and to make a conscious choice to change what is in your power to change. We are so happy to have you here.
1: Oh, hello beautiful souls. Welcome to Wholehearted. Hello. hello. You're here with Crew and Donnelly and myself, Tanya. Hello everyone. Well, have an amazing day. <laughs> How
0: is everybody?
1: I want to I start with our lowlights and highlights. Okay. I have my highlight is
0: that my big baby girl's home this week, which is Ooh. amazing. So Stella. Stella is home until Stella. she gets her visa and then she goes back. So just hanging out with her. And yeah, so that's been nice because she's been away for four months. So you know, get to squeeze her. She knows the shit out of me, but I do love it. Even though (laughs) I always put her as the low light too, when I was thinking about this, because I'm like, she's so distracting,
1: (laughs) so distracting. Um, Um, I always say that about Ripley. He annoys the shit out of me, and God, I love it. (laughs) Yes, yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah, she still brings a such a different energy to our home. She's like silly and crazy, and just. She will just walk into the room and if everyone's miserable, she'll just like call us all out on it, which I quite love, (laughs) even though I get annoyed, pretend I'm annoyed at the time. Yeah, so, yeah, she's just funny. She just cracks me up on on the daily, which is nice, but also stresses me out on the daily. Uh, And my low light is I'm just, yeah, these last couple of days, I've been feeling rushed and overwhelmed. I've had those two feelings really hanging around are those these last two days like yesterday was a shit show for me and I was just felt so behind you know Monday morning and I already felt behind you know that feeling that you have and you're like oh god I feel like I've started this week on the back foot I'm gonna take a lot of mental like commanding my mental presence I suppose And to sort of let me drop back into my body and allow, which I'm working on, not quite there yet, feeling feeling really tired and already exhausted today. And it's only Tuesday. That's my low light.
2: How about you, Donnelly? Um, I'm tuning into what would my low light be? My low light would be that I was all packed, ready to go to play hockey on Sunday, food packed, car packed, everything packed. Went and got fuel. The universe had a different plan, and I was pumping up my tires and um, I'm thinking, okay, this tire is taking a long time to pump up. So then you had thought could be a puncture, and I looked and there was a screw sitting directly twelve o'clock on my rear left tire. So um, you know, cut a long story short, that was that was a low light. But then it kind of turned into a highlight because I came home and made a decision, rang the NRMA. Then I thought, it's not the matter. I was already late. I'd allowed a lot of time because I had a late game. But I just let my intuition actually reshuffle and I went, okay, I'm not meant to go. So shifted from that and then there were some women from South Australia that are up here doing some readings and healing work that I know they run the Psychic Fair. So I'd text them because I wanted to catch up with them before they left. And so then we ended up spending six hours together giving each other healings and it's been humongous.
0: Beautiful. That sounds nice. Hmm.
2: Yeah, intense but nice. Yes, yeah. <laughs> nice and not nice, bittersweet. Yeah. yeah.
1: yeah. That's cool. Yeah.
2: What about you, Miss Tanya?
1: Miss Tanya? My low light, I've been having a lot of extreme heartburn lately. And the other night, it was so bad. I was up pretty much the entire night. And the times I did sleep, I actually was having to be sitting up. Mm. <laughs> so I just had to sit up in bed the entire night, plus getting up and uh, trying to have things to calm it down. But yeah, so that was definitely my low light this week. Um, my highlight is that it's just been really nice being the last couple of months I've been working for the man full, like pretty much non-stop. Um, so I'm back to four days a week and that means I've got three days at home and it's been so nice being in the studio and spending that time doing what I actually want to be doing, not what I need to be doing. So if everyone,
0: you know, I'm not sure if you have Putting it on your public stories and stuff, your latest artwork, the commissioned, beautiful. It's
2: so so beautiful. Pretty um, pretty privileged when she's doing that because you can feel her warmth and Mm. how it nurtures her soul, and it's certainly shining in this one.
1: (laughs) She's behind me, actually.
2: Yeah, so
0: gorgeous. Oh, she's going to give us a sneak peek. You'll have to watch the replay on Facebook when you get. Oh, Oh,
2: wow. Look so at that moon! know the moon, and we've just we've just had a full moon, so yeah. yeah. And I just want to add oh, yeah, to your tiredness. Yeah, your tiredness is relative to the energies of the universe too, because I've been feeling yes. much the same pressure.
0: Yeah, the um the tiredness I do notice after a full moon, I am like that, mm. and yeah, it seems to be a bit of a regular occurrence <laughs> for me. So I'm like, okay, that's fine. Oh, that's it's part of that, I'm assuming. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah, okay. Confirmation. I like it.
1: So we're having a conversation about intuition today. Yeah. And I, I wanted to read you this quote because I thought it was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. When you don't know how you know, but you know you know, and you know you knew, and that's all you need to know. <laughs> 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 that's where we're going today with all the knowing. It's going to be a great conversation, actually.
0: This one I'm sure is going to go places where we don't
1: Donnelly's even know. Gotten, yet. Donnelly has been so excited. <laughs> yeah. I wanted to speak a little bit about the word first to start yeah. with. Because it actually it actually didn't the origin of the word didn't actually begin at what we believe is intuition now. Um so the dictionary meaning for intuition is the ability to understand something instinctively without the need for conscious reasoning. The word um, originated, it's Latin, it's theological, and it's looking at a consideration which is pretty much the opposite of what we think of as intuition now. Um, But from mid-15th century, the meaning became insight, direct or immediate cognition, spiritual perception. So that's when it actually um, began to change into the meaning that we we sort of recognise more today. And that was
2: 1500? 1500s. Oh, because yeah. that's like no wonder we've got the the feeling and the resonance that we have. That's 500 mm. years' worth. Yeah.
1: Yeah, so um, Donnelly, I think you should start because you've been you were talking last night and you were like, I'm so excited, I've got so much to say, so let's get moving. <laughs> Well, I did, I did a bit
2: of research like you did as well. So it was just good to get a, um, you know, a connection to what that means through the dictionary. And I've written quite a lot of things. The research that I did was around, you know, your gut-brain connection. And I think this, this conversation is going to do a full circle around how we relate to intuition how we can use it as a valuable tool, how we're not encouraged or supported to listen to our intuition when it can be so strongly pulling, and I think that's to do with crew's work in limiting beliefs and systems and, you know, maybe over all of the years of um, I was looking up some stuff around the Industrial Revolution where things started to change around how we instinctively did things and possibly lived more instinctively, lived more um hands-on to then we became more mechanic mechanicized. And that was a really interesting fact because I actually felt that shift and, you know, it was all for the benefit of evolution, but it also Um, took people away from their natural habitats in a way and into this other world of, you know, mechanisation. That was, you know, so that, that came up about gut, you know, making gut decisions and, you know, leading with your heart. And I, and I look back over even with women, the way women and i'm i'm speaking of women because you know you know when we talk about when there are changes in the world and it'll be one person that makes a change and then leads a change and then there's this constant hard work i mean we do it all the time this constant hard work showing up and i think that's intuition coming back in and you know there's this drive and this um potency around you you can't explain it You just, you know, you're going to, there's people that have risked their lives over a cause. And I think that's really important to remember that that's an instinctual thing. It's with us. It's been born with us. It carries through all of our generations. And I guess why I was so excited about this topic was that I work with this topic in my clinic all the time and I live intuition. I don't necessarily always listen to my intuition.
0: Yeah. Difference. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, and what I've noticed in the past, you know, four, six months is what's changing in myself around trusting my intuition. Can I read this this channeling? Hopefully that, that yeah. will give some clarity. Yeah. So last night at like 423 AM, <laughs> spirits tapping on my head and I'm going, okay. So I sat in the dark, and this is what this is what came through. And hopefully this is we can lead from this. The inner sanctums of your own intelligence, the workings of your internalized workings, the immediate driver of your soul. You can't get any more clarity on your intelligence than to be your intuition. It's honoring to live from that space. Your soul sings hallelujah when you choose to be your own intelligence. The inner workings of your beating heart, the soul's voice resonates its joy in hearing you, feeling you, being with you, in speaking the language that is wholly, solemnly your truth. It's sacred language of your soul's existence. It calls to you all of your life, and it's like hit and miss, the patience and persistence of your soul's want of you to be in the hearing of of it is similar to that of a parent's external love of their child. This is a gift that is being human. There is no other being on earth that can have this internal, insightful, deep personal experience as being in your own intuition. It's a place, it's a space that is in all of us, and pushing the boundaries, exploring within ourselves is part of the vast experience of our self-discovery. I'm going to hand it over to you two now. <laughs>
0: yeah, no, it may, it makes sense. Like it keeps coming back to the inner workings of ourselves, and you know what that means to us doesn't doesn't make it, well, doesn't make it right or wrong. It's just who we are, and like listening to that. Um, I found a quote that Albert Einstein says, and it says, "The intuitive mind is a sacred gift, and the rational mind is a faithful servant." We have become. A society that honours the servant and has forgotten the gift, and it's so true. That so I think that really aligns with your message, just there, which is you know it's all about yeah the inner workings of our soul, opposed Absolutely. to anything else, and learning to listen to that because everyone gets a little the tap of the our intuition, but if we actually listen to it, or does our critical mind take over, which is the servant, <laughs> really and we are just like being being the servant to our critical mind and then showing up in the world as someone that we're not because we think we should be
2: and i think the i really like that quote i've heard it before mm. i think the it's not a measuring it's the it's the leaning you you sway from servant to intuition and from our audience i really encourage that yeah we do that and we do make mistakes and we do, you know, go, oh, you know, I had a feeling. But the more that you have an experience of your experiences, the more that you can work out what the language is that you speak. And everyone's language is uniquely theirs. And so it's spending that time with ourselves. And leaning in and out of that so that you can actually start to get experience around going, oh, I've had that feeling before. No, I'm going this way.
1: Yeah. What is it for you? What tells you that it's your intuition? Oh, it's an
2: all-body feeling. I'm I'm even feeling it now. It's there's the signals come from inside. It's like right now, because I'm excited.
1: (laughs) It feels like all my organs are going. It's like they're excited. So it's like it's come funny out. you say that because that is something um Mel Robbins said I was um having a look and her words were does it energize and expand your life or does it shrink you? Ah yeah. Yeah, it's interesting that interesting that you say that. Well,
2: I think in right re- relation to the shrinking as soon as you said that that's the shrinking or the pulling back or the uneasiness is the sign that it's something that's not resonating i'm not saying that it's wrong sometimes that place that place that i feel is an attention thing that goes okay we need more information so like the tire thing the other day i, I what was really interesting about that whole experience was how my thinking self went but you didn't know about the nail in the tire till now. (laughs) Yeah. What if you travel, you know, so it was interesting how that did that sway back. And I guess for me, I really am leaning into this because I'm going, God, I've got this information. I've just got to learn more to trust it. And the more that I lean into it and trust it, I feel more comfortable about those decisions, or even, you know, we were talking about some of the things that I've been doing recently, having the courage to ask about, you know, wanting something. So there was, that's a different kind of leaning into. So you've got that preventative going, oh, you know, I shouldn't da, 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 da and then going, well, just do it anyway, because you've got this different kind of feeling. And then, so you take this courageous step and you know say whatever you want to say and then there's this it like it bursts a bubble uh, and that i think what they're showing me is how we expand the trust in that so for everyone it's going to be different but you know if you're listening if you are listening to this i just encourage you to to maybe just use a time where you intuitively did something might have been really small could even be picking a lolly at a shop who knows um and and just be conscious or presence in that. You don't have to it's not something you can do all the time, but take note of how your body feels. I really do believe we all have that body instinctual stuff. It's just different levels of um awakening, I think. Mm. I don't know, what's your
1: thoughts? Well, that's the difference, right? How you were saying with the tire. I um I have had a real struggle most of my life knowing what is intuition and what isn't intuition, I've been very, very divided on it. Like, you know, what's real and what's not real. Um, but that's that's the difference is that your intuition is is a knowing and a feeling and a sensation. You immediately know an answer. The rest is chatter and conversation and reasoning and thought. And that's where the difference is. You're not you're not thinking it. It's just there, immediately yeah. there. You don't literally form those words, and you feel it. Yeah,
0: it's yeah. a thinking. It's a feeling, not a thinking. It's funny mm-hmm. that we were, we were talking about the intuition and instinct. I do think there is differences between those two things. Instinct mm-hmm. is like that primal brain type of stuff that can be a bit reactionary. It's more behavioural that type of stuff still a feeling also but it's more of a yeah can can you hear the difference like instinct versus intuition yeah absolutely yeah and so when the intuition for me when I was sort of like doing a bit of my own research and stuff what came up for me was and I said this earlier in the call about just our podcast was the unattachment that's almost how I feel when I'm feeling really intuitive about something Yes, I do have the the excitement that you were both talking about as well on a certain level, but it's also that really that real unattachment to outcomes or unattachments to things. It's that it's the knowing, it's the neutrality of it for me. Absolutely. And then there's also the discussion about intuition versus ego, you know. So let me just see where my little notes were about that. The the intuition versus ego is like the intuition guides you. For like a higher purpose while the ego urges you for usually a outside validation, like some sort of outside validation, while the intuition is guiding you. Yeah, guiding you. And, again, it's that neutrality of it, the attached to nothing type of thing. When you're in that thinking mode and you're like, I don't even know what this is, that's when you're already in your ego. <laughs> you know, if you if you're thinking about it, you're definitely in your ego. It's, and like you said before, Tanya, it's just that feeling. It's like you know immediately you know you have that feeling and usually your critical brain, your thinking brain, your ego brain will override it to seek some sort of outside validation usually that's what I've that's what I've seen out in the world anyway. yeah, intuition versus ego, intuition versus instinct and then yeah, intuition for me is almost neutrality. Yeah
1: and your intuition can be tainted. it's it's made of you. it's it's going to be tainted, whether that be, you know, from Absolutely. from past lessons or um, you know subconscious, mm-hmm. and it's not going to be. Uh, it, it's not right or wrong. It doesn't mean that no. you saying one thing, using your intuition and saying one thing, is not going to be the same thing that's right for somebody else in the same situation. Mm-hmm. It's it's true for you.
0: Yeah, it's true for me, and that's it. There's you know, I think Albert Einstein also says. Sometimes I just know I'm right, even though I've got no proof, you know, basically, or anything. And even stepping in and not ever having proof that you know something is right for you, and I suppose it's not right like it is the right, like full stop for the world, it's like right for you. That's the difference.
1: And the more you use it, it's like a muscle, so the more you use it, the more you're going to recognize it. I think also your intuition can learn. Yes, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, which is what we're all doing. It's like leaning into this feeling, feeling it our way through and, you know, and we're asking all you who are listening to do that as well, just like, you know, I explain it by being that conscious observer, you know, or the compassionate observer of what's going on. It's like there's no judgment on it, just just feeling mm-hmm. How things feel in your body, what what sparks like some sort of emotional charge in you, whether it be negative or positive, and what does that mean to you? Like you have and to decide be, the meaning,
1: and it could be different in the they same circumstance. <laughs> yes, at yeah. a different time of your life, absolutely. And it's yeah. and it's an asset. It's. You know,
2: I'm just looking at the notes that I've written here and, you know, they it was talking about what's felt in your body, um, what flows with ease. So you can, you know, you might have an intuitive idea around developing a product, let's say. So there's this drive that you want to do to develop this product. But then you also bring what did you call it the thinking side, Prue? Was that the other part the, that you said? Yeah, the ego. Yeah, 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 and maybe maybe not so much the ego as such, but the t- the tool of thought. Oh, yeah, and, the critical brain, the critical. Yes, yeah. yeah. So you know, we we three have definitely evolved so much in our last five years of of using. Those abilities, it doesn't mean just because you're into you're got an intuition that everything's gonna be hunky-dory. It's just a part of you that you can acknowledge. It's like self-love. Mm-hmm. You know, it's an, it's just another aspect of that that is a tool. So we're these high-functioning, incredible nervous systems of human beings that are the way that I see is we're becoming so much more curious around wanting to know about ourselves. No one can teach us that. We can learn that from experience. We can learn that through relationships, through jobs, through life. You know, life is life. But it really all comes back to our own curiosity around our self-discovery. So when you know what intuition feels like, when you know what mental reasoning feels like, when you know what complexity of being in your ego thought, like you've got control out, around making choices. And I, I'm pretty certain this relates to your life coaching, what Tanya talks about in all her knowledge,
1: like self-development. It's, you know, we've got to show up. Exactly. I actually learned a new tool recently this week, this Ooh. last week reading. um, uh, What's it called? Uh, her name's Teal Swan. She's my new love. Um, I still love you, Mel Robbins. I am (laughs) on your side. Who is it? Teal Swan. Teal Swan. It's similar to something Mel Robbins has said earlier, um, Mm -hmm. especially when making a decision, like what would, what she would say, you know, what would someone else do? What would Mel Robbins do? Someone who you kind of admire or or look up to or, or want to be more like, what would they do in your situation? This is kind of a spin on that, but it actually delves you straight back into your intuition and it's been amazing this week. So it's the it's tools about how to love yourself. And the first tool is every day to ask yourself the question, what would someone who loves themselves do? Mm-hmm. And it has been insane. Like, like I as soon as I ask myself that question, it's there. It just drops in. It's the intuition. It takes you straight into your intuition. It's an amazing, amazing tool. She recommends using that every single day. That's your your 365-day goal is to use that every day. Um, it's amazing how it drops you straight into your intuition. Can you say the question again, please? What would somebody who loves themselves do? Beautiful. It's amazing.
2: Powerful questions
0: allow powerful answers. Yeah. Shitty questions like, why does
1: this always happen to me, will mm. always give you shitty answers. <laughs> and it's also where the five-second rule comes into play, right? Mm-hmm. Working on that instant <laughs> thought, that instant that instant feeling, yeah. you have an idea, it comes to you and it's like, yes, and you grab it right then in five seconds because in five, if you don't do it in that five seconds... Your logical brain is going to start picking it apart.
0: That's it. Yeah, critical brain's like, oh, what about this problem? What about this obstacle? Wait, <laughs> there, you don't know how. Yeah. So or how what if, you know, if? Or what if? Or what, what if? What if? So tell, is it. There, have That's you got any <laughs> Yeah. Have you got any examples of like stepping into our intuition, like actual examples of when it's happened to you, and then possibly your critical brain taking over, or.
1: Have you got any examples that um, right it's now? worked? It's pretty much worked with everything. Like it hasn't needed to be a big decision. It's, it's- um you know, it was raining yesterday morning. I'd already had a week off of gym because I'd hurt myself and I was like, Okay, I'm feeling better. Monday I am going. And then I wake up and it's raining and Um, this may sound weird to people who live in areas where it rains often (laughs) because you still just, I guess you still just get up and do the thing. But here in Broken Hill, it's like if there's a rainy day, that's an excuse to not do anything. Mm -hmm. So I was like laying there and I was like, oh, do I get up? It'd be so nice to stay in here. And I was just like, what would someone who loves themselves do? And it it was easy. It was get up because that's the promise I had made myself it's you know conduit to my values and my goals and yesterday that was what someone who would love themselves would do (laughs) yeah yeah beautiful um, big or small situations doesn't matter if you you know Mm -hmm. eat that chocolate don't eat that chocolate (laughs) yeah and it's not about it's got nothing at all to do with you know, the calories in that chocolate, or, or you know, what you could do in that moment is eat that chocolate because you want it and it's what it's telling you to do. Hmm. Like, it's got nothing to do with, you know, the good and bad of it.
0: Yeah. What about you? Have you got any examples on the line? Oh
1: gosh! So many, I'm sure.
0: Like I I know you you shared the story about even the
2: the tire. (laughs) Yeah, other things. Look, we talked about this in the last conversation, but it just came to mind. Was when I was contemplating um, approaching the person about having a friend with benefits. So there was a lot of that. A lot of that mental kind of processing you know, assumption thinking, like I thought of all the scenarios that, you know, could if, but maybe, but then just did, you know, like what Tanya said, five second rule, not that I actually lose the five second rule. I just really made up my mind that what I had nothing to lose and I'd deal with the consequences with the answer. So I guess I'd already prepped myself in case the answer didn't go that way. But I liked what you said around um, the neutralness and even what I've noticed since because it's had a positive outcome is how I'm holding space around what I want and having like having it's it's not so much not having a feeling but being comfortable in going this is this is what I want. This is where I want to go and it's not invading my everyday space. So, I, I don't know if that answers your question, mm. but I think that's learning more about yourself.
1: I um, asked my daughter the other day, she came in um, to work to see me and she was having a dilemma. And she's, she has this uni course she needs to this unit she needs to do. And she was like, I just want to do it now and get over and done with, but this, but that. And but then I could. You know, I can, you know, take my time and do it next year, but that means my well, uni is going to go longer than I want it to be. And, and, you know, she's back and forth. And um, I said, what would someone who loves themselves do? Instantly she said to me, wait, like it just come out of her mouth straight away. Yeah, so we could all start asking ourselves
0: that question for sure, and see what happens. Especially if we're having trouble, like if we're like back and forward from what we feel we want to do compared to what we know or think we should do. You know, there's that. I know that that's just everyday life. Like we can yeah. use this all the time and tapping into the intuition. And sometimes, there, like you said before, you're happy to bear the consequences of whatever it comes up but you know really going against what we really want to do so say if you didn't ask the question or if heaven didn't or decided she's just going to push through and do the course we actually put ourselves in a state of suffering which is okay like we can we can get through anything and at the same time it's like we sometimes we have to choose the suffering that we want to put ourselves in and you know, sometimes it's great to push through and do things that we don't want to do and, you know, have heaps of obstacles come up and work our way through it. Sometimes it's just not necessary. You know, we do that to us, to, our, to ourselves so much more than we have to. And we therefore live in this constant state of, so I just, I just want to call it suffering. You know, it could be overwhelmed, exhaustion, you know, depressed, <laughs> anxious, that type of stuff. And it's almost like a chosen state. We don't think we choose it, but we've chosen it. And so if we were listening to our intuition, possibly we could actually mitigate a lot of that by just listening to the intuition like heaven has just done. She's like, oh, no, I'm going to wait. It's like, oh, great. Yes, there's still consequences for her waiting because university is going to go longer. Yet she's chosen that, you know, she's chosen that. Opposed to putting herself in the situation where she's feeling stressed, anxious, and completely in a suffering state where she doesn't want to
2: be. Yeah, What's and I result, think. Really? <laughs> yeah, and I think the yeah. the part that's coming up out of that, there was a couple of things that came up. Was when you're, we've got to have those life experiences. She's got to have that experience, and I'm going. I'm also going back to my hockey state team decision. Around, and I can feel with heaven as well you've got to, you've got to actually have those experiences to know that the feeling that you're feeling doesn't feel flowing. It doesn't have an ease. So it's a clue. It might not necessarily give you the answer. And the other part that popped in was, there's a thing, I want to come back to relationships, but really important was that Heaven and Tanya talked. And Mm. so it's, it's absolutely valid to have people that you can feel safe with to have those conversations because often it's in that conversation that you get a different perspective from someone else's intuitive perspective or their sense to be able to give you while you're turmoiling in that um, that situation where you can't find, you know the answer but you don't want to make the decision. And I just feel also communication is a really valid part for us to be able to do that. You know, we don't necessarily always have someone to talk to, but I'd like you to think about who is your connective community. It may be this conversation. This conversation could be your best friend talking to you. So, you know, I've got some things written here about types of intuitive thinking. So there's the mental intuitive thinking, emotional intuitive thinking, psychic intuitive thinking, spiritual intuitive thinking. So we're talking about intuition and we're talking about um, the complexity of that as well with thinking, but know that as we learn more about ourselves, we go to those resources, we reach for the things that we know support us, or even when we're uncomfortable knowing to lean into that or where we go to get supportive, constructive criticism, which I don't mean criticism. And I was looking at you, Prue, and you know you've talked a lot about your relationship with Joel, and it just prompted me to think, okay, we can have our intuitive thoughts and whatever, but if we don't communicate, they can't read our bloody mind, no one can read your mind. yeah, and if you don't you know if you're if you're not reaching into those resources and sometimes those resources are really uncomfortable to reach into, how can people know so you know where this connective community and i know there are people listening that don't always have that available to them so we got to, we've got to look for ways what feeds my soul what nurtures me you might not know that much about yourself well, you know what this conversation is a great place to actually realize
1: that you do know and it's um, just like you were saying before as well Prue, about the suffering it can also manifest in other ways you can have physical physical pain it can manifest in negative circumstances around you it's not just it's not just all inner but um yeah. you, are, you are your thoughts and it it will come about somehow
0: yeah like yeah. so think of all like the relationships we've been in in the past, you know, <laughs> where we possibly had an intuitive feeling like Tammy, you feel yes. like you're listening into this one yeah. about something and even people on the outside or you, you were having that conversation with others and you were just shutting them down
1: because. Oh, it's just ignoring it. Yeah, yeah ignoring Well, it. I wasn't ignoring it. I was, I was shutting it down. Yeah, yeah. Logically working around it.
0: Yeah, yeah, you were really yeah. into, into the ego, you know, part of you. And it's like, this is going to work. I'm going to make it work. And he's the right person, you know, all this type of stuff. And there's no right and wrong in this. It's just, it's interesting. Like, look, hindsight, it's a gift, right? <laughs> we, can see, we can see and reflect back on things with different eyes to when we were in things. But I'm sure there's a point through that relationship where your gut was telling you something different mm-hmm. to what your brain was and you decided to go with your brain. Yeah. Yeah. And on Waze, she laughed as well. I'm assuming you're laughing at your own. Uh, Absolutely.
1: Yeah. And how much much more pain did did that bring along? Yeah. Yeah. Even after the fact. Yeah. Mm. But, you know, I, this,
2: like, this is, like, I've been so looking forward to this topic. (laughs) And, and looking back over my life, like, there's particular places where I was given. A direct message, and age relative, you know, circumstance. Who knows? I'm not. I'm not going to go back on that. But I look back now, and it's like I can, I can. I'm in the essence of that space, feeling every feeling that I felt. That this was not right, and yet I wanted love. So, you know, where I got two kids, I had. I ended up with a house, and I. But I. But now I'm going those, when those feelings come up, it's like, okay, are we doing this again? Let's have a, let's have a little think around what this is telling me. I, I still may make mistakes, but I ain't going to make, I'm not going to go against those definitive times where my intuition said, this isn't right. This isn't right. This isn't right. And sometimes how many people, I bet there's people listening that have walked down the bloody aisle knowing they shouldn't be getting married. Me, 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 with um, Ben marrying Stella's dad,
0: I knew everything yeah. inside of me, my whole gut was saying, you don't need to marry this person. And my head was going, because I was seven weeks pregnant when I married Ben, that wasn't the reason, I just couldn't wait anymore. we <laughs> have been together for like a, lot, a long time. I was like, I want a baby. And my head was saying, well, you're pregnant now, you have to marry him.
1: What, yeah. will everyone,
0: what will everyone think about you if you pull out? You have yeah. got, I wasn't brave enough basically to pull the pin, but my whole body yes. and my whole being was like,
2: don't want to marry him. Good idea. I know, and then and and let's go back. Okay, we were young, right? So that's yeah. understandable. I mean, that's you the have whole the experience part. possibly, right? Then to to know what that was Absolutely. all about. Absolutely, mm. and I'm and I'm sure yeah. Tanya can relate to this. Whatever whatever all those reasons are that we decide to do what we do, mm-hmm. it's not a it's not about now about criticizing the shit out of that. It's going wow, that was a pretty major sign that we can now relate to, mm-hmm. and. I just, I just like that's life. That's yeah. what we we choose these experiences. But now we've got a choice. Like, and if you're listening, and you're
1: young or whatever, we're not yeah. we're not saying don't get married <laughs> even, or whatever. Even, even if you are young, yeah, yeah,
2: it doesn't, yeah, yeah. yeah it doesn't learn it by proxy, it. you know? Yeah, just <laughs> you know, and I and I envy. Well, no, I don't envy. I'm just I'm in awe of even my own daughter around how she makes decisions and a lot of her decisions they're not they're not necessarily what i agree with but i love the fact that she goes no this isn't right for me and we're in a world that says na 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 and so while you're walking down the aisle and then you decide to turn around and leave you've got all that consequence and you've got all that audience all that pressure everything and you are the one that decides to make that change there is always going to be flat back it's because that's the way the consciousness of society is. Yeah. But as we're altering that and being that, we are altering consciousness. There are more people going, you know what, I'm I'm going to go on my gut. I've got no idea why. Hmm. Yeah.
0: My most recent experience of this, like a, the really strong experience, like obviously there's lots of little experiences along the way, was when earlier in the year I was having like a crisis, I was like, I've got to get a job. I'm going to go get a job. And I actually got a job and I was sitting in that room for my one-day trial. It was actually supposed to be two-hour trial and I was there for like four hours or something. And I was sitting there and, yeah, the person, the employer was great. I actually really liked him. I was like, yep, I really like him. Yep, I really like this girl too and the job. Fine, I'm totally capable of doing it. It's a little little bit of a stretch for me. So it's a bit of a challenge, which you know, great. So it's ticking all the boxes, like my logical brain, ticking all the boxes. Paycheck, yep, tick, tick, that's great. I'm happy to get up to go to you know to work for that. Sitting in that office, I was sitting literally there, it was glass walls. So there's nothing around me. Those glass walls were collapsing in on me. <laughs> shrinking oh it my god you. my whole body it was like it wasn't the instinct it was definitely intuition going no this is not right for you this is not what you were meant to be doing and i was hearing it i could i could literally feel it it's like it's like there was another prue standing next to me going prue this is not for you what would a prue that loved herself do right now <laughs> and i'm sitting there and i was like Feel it. it was just like my whole body was no this is not right and you know I remember the guy came up to me at the end of the the trial and said great you know so you're happy to start Monday and this and that and we're excited to have you and rah, rah, rah. I couldn't actually bring myself to say words to him that were unknown and I was like great yeah no problems I was pretty much like silent and then I left and I called Joel as soon as I got out of there and I was like he's like how was it I'm like look, it's fine, but I just don't want to do it. He's like, great, don't do it. Mike, awesome. Great. (laughs) So I had that external validation as well. Like if he was like, oh, you need to get the job, there would have been a bit more internal struggle. I don't know exactly what I would have done. But in that moment, it was, okay, even Joel felt it. Like Mm -hmm. so he could feel it as well. So that was almost his intuition going, no, this is not right.
2: well he has to live with you (laughs) yeah exactly exactly and so no that's that other part of it isn't it you know my my lady's not happy and Mm -hmm. I'm not going to be happy
0: (laughs) yeah it's just it was like literally oozing out of me you know the no so that was that was the strongest one I've had for a while and yeah there's been lots of little ones but that's definitely the strongest one that was my intuition like going no this is not for you. You've got a higher purpose than this. <laughs> Thank God I listened to it because you can imagine me choosing to put myself in there, and it's putting choosing to put myself into a suffering state. Almost, it's like don't want to do it, but I'm going to do it for money and possibly external validation as well. And uh, like how how different would my life be? How much of a spiral? yes I've created yeah my yeah. my life would be on a different trajectory that wasn't
2: aligned to my high purpose so just elaborate now with that decision and it's not so much the details what have you noticed in the flow of the, of you and what you've been doing since then yeah
0: well what i noticed the reason for me
2: going for
0: um for the job in the first place was this like dilemma in my brain it was a brain dilemma it wasn't an intuitive dilemma it was definitely a critical thinking dilemma that I should be doing more I should be having a job I should be you know did all the shoulds coming in and also a lot of drama in my brain about the actual coaching industry like I had come up across a couple of things that intuitively didn't feel right for me and then I started to question my own place in the industry and so I was in that drama of that like back and forward decision making type of drama and so yeah and then since then as soon as I made the decision not to I I walked away from that job because I applied for about 20 jobs I reckon (laughs) in that time like I was just like fully this is going to solve the problem that I'm going to I'm having like do, 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 doing all the um, resumes and all the you know cover letters and all that type of bullshit that I was doing and it's like this is going to solve the problem that I'm having the internal intuitive problem that I'm having I'm going to solve it by trying to do things outside of me which is such bullshit you can't solve problems like that <laughs> <laughs> and and so once I decided once I left that job that I got and I haven't applied for a job since. I made the decision from the intuitive feeling that I had, like I had to get to that point. Like it was necessary for me to get to that point. If I didn't get to that point and I was still searching for jobs and I hadn't had an interview that I didn't have that, that experience to create that full intuitive no in me, possibly I'd still be in the drama. So I had to I had to go through that to get to here. I haven't applied for another job. I've decided that no, this is the this is the right thing for me. I feel it. And ever since I decided that, well, wouldn't you believe it? Things have flowed. Yeah. Money has flowed in, you know, clients, community, you know, expansion in my own business. And it's not about the money. It's not about that at all. That's just a consequence, you know. And it's about me being in the state of my higher self and my higher purpose which yeah i know i'm i'm no now i have this full body yes of i'm doing the right thing yeah and yeah and like maybe it won't be financial and i'm actually okay with that <laughs> you know the yeah, way? but, I, but I also
2: also see that when we've got we've got to have those contrasts you know no different hockey team no hockey team yeah because when you when you've got those contrasts when you let go of something and and you know the audience listening sometimes something can be so hard that you you have reasoned you know it's a struggle the whole time and then when you finally for some reason <coughs> excuse me the <coughs> throat chakra stuff mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um when you when you actually let something go there's this space i'm sure when you walked out of the interview you you had this like oh my god feeling around the space and that like that's your intuitive self that's your that's your what is it what would someone who loves me mm. feel mm. or say yeah. so then the space arrives for more to come because if the space isn't there if it's complicated that it isn't going to flow, so that's a, I guess, another part around you know the resistances that we re- we receive in life. We've yeah. got to have those resistances to know what actually works for us and what doesn't. Yes, yeah, you need to have the experience for sure. Mm-hmm. I'm really keen, really keen to hear Tanya speak about something like this from her perspective. Would you just? Yes. Quite happy listening to you
1: too, this just. I know. That's why I'm asking. <laughs> oh, gosh. There's been so much. I, I think I've completely ignored my intuition most of my life. Specifically, I know that, um, and I said recently that I've been living in my fawn response, living in it. Um, especially, I have. Um, Realised many times I've realised, but I guess it just it comes up every now and again, concerning men, even boys. When I was younger, I don't know how many people I have slept with. Probably just about everybody I have slept with, I haven't really wanted to sleep with. Yeah, <laughs> ever in my life. Um, You know, obviously there's a there's a couple there, but um yeah, that's that's played a huge huge part in my life. I just want to, sh- I just want to
0: like, interject something, put something out there for everybody as well because I'm in this huge learning space around cultural and societal expectations and stuff and you are not alone. Like, I bet there's so many women on this call. Like up until, I want to say Joel, up until meeting Joel and even well into our relationship, I wasn't having sex for me. Uh, I wasn't I having sex I, for, I every hour, it, for the man. I even had this conversation with Stella. I was like. I want you to know, Stella, that don't have sex unless it's for you, pleasurable and desirable
1: for you. I are say yeah.
0: no to that. Yeah. So, yeah, so it's, it's just not the, you.
1: Even in the cases where I've wanted to have sex, mm-hmm. it still hasn't ever been about me.
0: No, never. It is it is a cultural, societal mm. thing, mm. which we're changing. Which, and that's know, one,
2: know, one thought at a time. Very beginning. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, so what what I want to delve into in that, like I mean, because you are so aware of that and and I can feel what you know that whole time of it's never it was never for you now where you are now, and looking back, what are you taking from that time for you now?
1: Um, I think it is definitely about learning to love myself more learning to listen to my intuition more and not not even just learning and listening but executing yeah that's i think that's the the biggest part because you know i've this is something i have known i have done for me, for many years now but i still continue to do it yep um so it really is about executing Pulling myself out of the fawn response, and and acting on on my intuition.
2: Yeah, doing something differently. Doing,
1: yeah, doing it differently.
2: So, what are you doing? What are you doing differently for you? And I don't, I don't mean the act of it. I mean, <laughs> no, I'm not you know, really. You know that, what I mean? Not because, in that situation at the moment. But uh I know. But there's, but our audience is, I know I know what my sense of my question is, because it's from your lived experience that you are talking about changing and acting the change. So from your perspective, because your perspective is yours, but it may support someone listening to this this podcast.
1: I think the biggest thing here is, um, and it's a work in progress, but intentionally. It's about trusting myself. It's about, yeah, loving myself and trusting myself and going and and committing. And, you know, I'm not saying it's going to, I'm going to be doing that 100% of the time from this Mm -hmm. point forward, but I'm going to try my fucking best to do that but you're conscious of it so yeah. you've
2: got a, you've got a sense of the feeling you might not have that all the time it's, uh, it's i just love how we're being supported you know i've been talking to people about petri dish jelly right and mm-hmm. it's like you're my clients are in petri dish jelly i'm the same so while we're doing this transition we've got the the jelly still has space for us to move mm-hmm. and so you're being supported in leaning into this change, you know, and sometimes you lean into it and you retract back, but you're supporting yourself in your change.
1: Yeah. 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 That's I exciting. That's it. Just trying to trying to do that, doing my best, the best that I can to lean into that, really lean into that.
0: Absolutely. I just wanted to share the the doing something differently. So it's really it is really important because there was a tough conversation I had to have with Joel the other night and I had, like, we sorted it out that we were going to have the tough conversation, you know, before bed. And so, anyway, I went to bed earlier. He came up later and I could tell he was happy just to go to sleep. And so was I. Like, it's, it's uncomfortable to sit in that. The, so this is the doing something differently piece. This is what it can look like in real life. And so my old self would want to just be like, oh, yeah, good night, to pretend like, pretend that we don't really need to have the conversation, you know, it's pretty uncomfortable. So we're just going to just go to sleep and just pretend it's not happening. But the doing something differently piece is like, hmm, yeah, feeling that like my intuitive self is like, you need to have this conversation and then actually saying when he was ready to roll over. So I'd be happy to have this conversation, you know, and actually having the conversation. That's the doing something different. Because all all the other times it's like just roll over and go to sleep. Mm-hmm. So the doing something differently can look just as simple as that.
2: But it can be, I want want to also say that that can be the most hardest thing. It and is. You can resist it and resist yep. it. You could lay in bed, you'd be there, probably maybe still awake, thinking, you know, I didn't say this. You wake up in the morning, that resistance is still there. Mm-hmm. So it's yeah. Mm. so yeah you can Sometimes. you know and that's the and you know best conversation
0: we've had <laughs> and so that that doing something different will create the new experience which will give you the new result but if you don't do something different you're always going to get the same result so the doing something different is so important like i can't emphasize it enough like the action piece is so important and you feel the resistance and you're like yep yeah. I get it. It's uncomfortable. I'm like, thanks, thanks for showing me. <laughs> That's uncomfortable, and and I'm going to be brave and do it anyway. Mm. Yeah. Gosh, it always it feels like the plug gets let out. <laughs> it does. Yeah, yeah, and and sometimes the opposite might happen. It might intensify shit. Who yeah. knows? But there mm-hmm. might be a negative consequence. There's always a consequence, whether it's negative or positive. You know, depends.
1: But um, on both sides on both sides it's yeah. just more likely to be negative if you if you don't take the chance.
2: Yeah. yeah and, the, and sometimes the negative brings a positive too. Yeah, it does. Mm-hmm.
1: Yes. yeah, like
0: you got to go through some shit to get to different shit sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and shit sticks, you know, it's sticky. <laughs> That's Sometimes scary. it takes a while to shake it off, <laughs> scraping your boot, be so, you know, <laughs> something different. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. What a good conversation. So, the intuition, geez, we've we've talked about so much, which is great. So, who, like Tanya, you're the one that started this conversation. Tell, and, you know, Don Lee, look, both all of us can have chirp in on this. What would we like to leave our listeners with today on intuition? Don't just listen to it. That's what I want to
1: say. Mm. Don't you, just you
0: listen. Act on it, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. Do more. Mm. Mm-hmm.
2: I feel that my pearl of wisdom is for those of you that are unsure, is just let yourself be supported and lean in and let it be like a aromic oil Sometimes we like the smell and sometimes we don't. But just just let yourself lean and be kind when you're leaning because sometimes it's going to feel uncomfortable because it's new. But trust me, keep leaning, keep practicing, and then when you get those little things, and it only has to be little, doesn't it, Tanya? Only little, it makes such a big difference. And then say what Tanya says. Actually, I would like to say, well, you just tell yourself you love you. and If you're
1: unsure, do it, do, do it anyway. <laughs>
2: yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and I just want to leave everyone with intuition is a feeling, not a thinking, and it usually comes out in our language too. So if you constantly say, I think, it's maybe a clue that you're in not in your intuitive self.
1: It doesn't talk back to you, right? It just says what it says Yeah, and and it'll just keep saying what it says. (laughs) I love that. Yeah, I love that. That's great.
2: Both Mm -hmm. of those. Beautiful. Okay, so time for reading. Yes. (laughs) Well, I know exactly what deck we're going with. Nice. Well, we're going with love. I think that's appropriate today. Love of us. So these cards are journey of love. Oh gosh, I can feel them already. And <laughs> just gonna move that back a bit. All right. So let's feed on the ground. Or I don't know what you're doing listening to this podcast. Ooh. Let's just get in our body. Let's have a, a sense for me when I just did that breath. Gosh, there was all these butterflies that went straight to my my gut area, and, yeah, it's interesting. Just notice what the feeling is when we when we tune into intuition. What is it that the journey of love, the journey of love with ourselves, is wanting to share with us today, to remind us of the gloriousness of ourselves in every single way? As we breathe our breath, We breathe it through, cleansing and clearing our energetic systems completely through, becoming online. There it is. (laughs) Oh, golly, this is gorgeous. All right, gifts received. It's actually really green. It looks yellow on the screen, but it's really, really green. And you can see just here there is a woman's body. It looks like part of a tree. Oh Ah, oh, sh- uh, okay. So it's a bit of a fifty fifty card. You can see how the light's fifty fifty dark and the light. Just let me tune in. Oh, oh no, I just saw something else. There's not one, but there's two. Wow, okay. When we allow ourselves to be in the darkness of our tree, and we lay upon the earth and we are revitalised by the earth and we allow the rising sun, the light within us be, to shine upon our shadows and bring those shadows in comforting to thee. I see these two. it's interesting, symbolising new, rebirth and support by the old and the new. The green is of our heart. The darkness is our shadows within, but it is blended by the energies that is bringing life's light energy within. As I look at this card, the tall lady that we see, you can see the roots of her wisdom, of her ancient tree the forest and the ferns are bringing light to us all the cosmos of the new is spreading through us all as we allow the new grasses to be grown and shone through allow your solar plexus just below your heart chakra to be the shining yellow light through, receive your gifts. Nice. And so if you want to
0: see the card, it will be on our Facebook group, Wholehearted. So if you're not part of that, make sure you jump on in and become a member of Wholehearted. It's a public group so anyone can join and you can get to see the card and watch the replay if you want to see our faces. And otherwise, that's it from us for this week. Thanks for joining us. Bye. Bye thank you so much for being part of this soul sister conversation it would mean the world to us if you like and share this podcast with your own soul sisters follow the show so you don't miss an episode and if you are so inspired leave a review all suggestions and questions are welcome and you can drop them in the facebook group thank you beautiful souls